So we've been talking about the enemy that is called self. And self is, a, is, is the greatest battle that the believer will face. All right? Because we want our own fleshly desires to be fulfilled, whatever they may be. And so when those fleshly desires war against the spirit's desires, there's an inner battle that is going on, and it's not just one day or a few days. It is like all the time. There is a battle that is going on between our flesh, our human desires, and the spirit, and they war all the time. And in Galatians, let's just turn there. Galatians chapter 5, verse 17, which is really the, um, the foundation f- for this message. Galatians chapter 5, verse 17. <clears throat> for the flesh, and remember, flesh is our human, human desires. That's what that means. So... For our human desires, our flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit. And the spirit desires what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other so that you are not to do whatever you want, which is what our humanistic desires want. They want to be able to do whatever we want without ever, without ever answering to anyone. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. All right? That's not talking the speed limit or those kind of, it's talking about the law of God, right? the Ten Commandments and such. Okay, Because we are now covered in the blood of Christ Jesus. We now have been crucified with Christ. Amen. Now listen to what 1 Peter, you can turn there with me if you want. 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 15 through 16. 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 15 and 16. For it is God's will... That by doing good, you should silence the ignorant talk of foolish people. That would take a lot of good. A lot of doing good. (laughs) Because there's a lot of foolish people. All right, for it is by God's will that by doing good, you should silence the ignorant talk of foolish people. Live as free people, but do not use your freedom as a cover-up. For evil, live as God's slaves. Live as a slave. That that just kind of seems like anti-freedom, doesn't it? But there's freedom in Jesus. What that's saying is live in accordance to the Spirit's desires, not your fleshly desires. But don't use freedom 
as a cover-up for evil. So just because we are, we are free in Christ, because we are not under the law that was given through Moses, we are now under Christ. We live by the Spirit. His Spirit is in us. And so we could potentially use this freedom to say, I can do whatever I want because I've been forgiven by Jesus. And so do, so we could commit sin under the covering that Jesus forgave everything that we have done and will ever do. And so it, it's like giving us license to sin again. Why would we do that? And so, so now that we have been set free, we should again attach ourselves to Christ, in a sense, as a slave. Meaning, simply that we obey him. That we obey him. And so we are not living according to our own fleshly desires anymore. You see, there are times, and you and I have seen and maybe have experienced ourselves that we experience the freedom in Christ, right? And we denounce, we, we, we put off the old person, the old self that we used to be in all of its fleshly desires. We put it off and then for a while, we're all about Jesus. We all about Jesus. We got a smile on, we're talking different. We, we got the talk down, you know? Yeah, well, and then after a while... We, we, we stop coming around. After a while, we don't see you anymore. After a while, we're acting the same way, doing the same things, saying the same things, acting the same way, hanging out the same places, and pretty soon we're suffering for it again. Can I just say, I've been there? Huh? Wait, Pastor Russ, you're supposed to be the holiest guy I know. Well, welcome to my world. <laughs> oh, if it were not for the blood of Jesus. If it were not for the blood of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You see this war that's going on. The enemy loves to use ourselves. It's one of his most effective weapons, right? Because in many cases, we'll give in to it because our flesh is pleased then, right? But we always suffer for it. Sin is always fun and feels good for a time, but it catches up to you. It catches up to you. And so how then, what does it look like when we denounce sin? When we denounce our former Russ Peters, if you will. We denounce our old person. And we begin to live once and for all as a slave to Christ. Walking in obedience. There's some changes that we need to make. 
We can't go to the same places that we used to go pre-Christ. We, we can't go there anymore. We can't go there. Because when we do, we begin the slippery slope of falling back into the way that we used to live. Sometimes we can't hang around the same people that we used to hang around. Because pretty soon, we're sounding just like they are. We're acting just like they are. And so there is a sanctification process that is going on in the life of a believer. And that sanctification means to be set apart. And as we continue to walk in obedience to Christ as we learn more what he expects of us and what we can expect of him. We begin to understand that there is a line that we can't go beyond, you know? And that line is not to rob you of all the fun that you could be having in your life as a new believer. No. It is to save you from trouble. God desires to save you from trouble. And yet, we won't allow him. We, we continue to withhold from him areas of, of our lives that we want to retain. Areas that have their roots in our sinful nature. And so though we may have cut off the branches, the roots to the system of sin still remain. And therein lies the rub. We've come to Jesus, and yet our roots are still in sin. And so what happens? We go a little while walking with Jesus, and pretty soon we're back in to our sinful nature. The root system needs to be destroyed. The root system needs to be destroyed for us to become slaves to Jesus. We need to renounce the old person that we used to be. I am not going back there ever again. The trouble is, we keep hanging around the same people. The trouble is, we keep going back to the same places. You can't do it. It always leads you back to the same place. That sanctification, that setting apart, when your spirit is so connected with God, God speak through me, when your spirit is so connected with God's spirit that when you think of doing that thing, when you think of going back, your heart just begins to break because you know where it's going to lead you and what it's going to do to the Savior who was crucified for you. It's like crucifying him all over again. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 58. 
You know, the Bible is the best tool I got. I got a, quite a few tools. I like Milwaukee. Some of you understand what that means. I like Milwaukee. There's a lot of tools that I have. I love to fix things and build things and whatever. This, my friends, is the best tool I ever had and will ever have. It's useful for every area of our lives and can fix anything. 1 Corinthians 15, 58. Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. Stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord because you know that your labor is not in vain. Give yourselves fully. I wonder why he said fully. You know why? Because we often give part of ourselves the easy part to Jesus. And when it comes to the difficult stuff, we keep that back. We hold that back. And pretty soon, the same places we were, is the same places we are, the things we used to say, we're saying them again. We find ourselves back in the same place. Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stand. Firm. We've talked about this before. Some of you are, have taken self-defense courses or karate or um, Krav Maga, whatever, you know. And, and, but one of the things that they teach you is the, is the first thing that they'll teach you is your stance, right? Your stance is everything. Your stance gives you the balance to kick, to punch, to take a punch, and so on. All right. If you have your balance, if you are standing firm, you can withstand what's given out and you can give it out. You can protect yourself. And so the stance, and, and the Bible is talking about that, stand firm. Yeah? Stand firm then. Let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord. What's the work of the Lord? Give me some ideas here. Help me out. What is the work? Give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord. Praying. What? Somebody? Leading them to Christ. What else? Discipleship. Living out the word. Tithes. Serving. Work day. Work day. Cleaning toilets. You get the idea. The work of the Lord. The work of the Lord could be summed up in this. Proclaiming Jesus. And everything that that entails. In order to proclaim Jesus here in the church, we got to make sure the church is clean. We got to make sure the church is maintained. We got to make sure that our bathrooms have ample access and room to be used. We, we make sure we got a kitchen that... you know. Make sure that the word is going out on Sunday morning. Make sure that we have 
the ability to put the services online and so forth. Give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord. Sometimes that involves your wallet. Sometimes it involves your watch, (laughs) your time. Sometimes it involves other things. Give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord. Let me read something to you. 1 John 1.14. 1 John 1.14. So I had a... Sometimes I forget the names of the little ones, so I got to have it written on a post-it note. And so I turned to this page, and there was uh, one of our other little ones here. 1 John 1, 4. So, we write this to make our joy complete. This is the message we have heard from him and declare to you. God is light. Remember that light we were talking about. God is light. In him there is no darkness at all. If we claim to have fellowship with him, and yet we walk in darkness, we lie and do not live out the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. If we claim to have fellowship, so if we claim to be a believer, if we claim to be a Christian, but we walk in darkness, you see, there is a rub there. There's there's that conflict. We say one thing and we're living another. We lie and do not live out the truth. But if we walk in the light, As he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. I'm going to keep going. Listen to this. If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, On the other hand, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. If we claim we have not sinned, we make him out to be a liar and his word is not in us. Brothers and sisters, it is by the Spirit of God that we are able to turn from the lives that we used to live and live in freedom with Christ. Would you stand with me today? There comes a time in every believer's life that they make the choice to follow the Spirit. When you follow the Spirit, that obedience breaks the chains that your former life has over you. Chains of addiction? Yeah. Chains of poverty? Chains of anxiety? 
chains of fear, you name it. The blood of Christ was poured out for you and I. Take that blood upon you. And and it's like we're saying, yes, Lord, I can't do this by myself. I can't do this by myself. Some of us here have tried. We've tried. I got this certain program. I got to do that, right? I remember when I was... I was addicted to Oxycontin. 15 years worth of disability. That was really hard for me. And I didn't want anybody knowing about it. I was embarrassed to be a man of God, and I was. But that thing, I couldn't, get, I couldn't shake it. And I tried once, and I failed. I didn't do it good for a while, and then I failed. I started again. Went a little while and failed again. Went a third time. Went and failed again. And the thought occurred to me. The last time, I remember saying these words. I'm going to beat this if it kills me. (laughs) And it was like, I'm not turning back. I don't care how bad I feel because when you're, you're trying to get out of that addiction, you feel it to the depths of your bones. You feel it and your body craves it. And you, you long for where you were. You're... And there was times when Jody, she would just get so fed up with me because I was miserable. I was a bear. She would, she would say, and don't hold this against her. This is, this is me being unbearable. Just take a pill. Just take a pill and veg out. Because she, she knew that that's the one thing that would take this away, at least for a little while. And I, I, I just, I could not, because that would just take me right back. We have to. I'm not going back. And God, I recognize, you see all the other times in my mind, I'm like, well, I'm going to try this. I'm going to try to get to three months. I'm going to try to get to, I'm, I'm, you know, and you say the words, you go through the motions, I'm 45 days clean. How many stinking times have you said it? Come on. I can't do it by myself. I can't do it by myself. God, if you don't do something, this is going to kill me. And when you're all in, when you're all in, and when the old Russ Peters or the old Bill or the old Cindy comes knocking on the door, hey, remember me? Let's go have some fun. You get out of here in the name of Jesus. That person doesn't exist anymore. There's victory. There's victory in Jesus. And you could say to me, Pastor, you just don't know. You just don't know. I know. 
Jesus knows. He will give you the victory. He's the source of your strength. He is the source of your freedom. Chain yourself to him if you must. Become a slave. Obey his every word. Pour yourself into it. Bow your knee to him. And let him fight for you. Let him fight for you. Brother Bill is going to sing a song. As we sing this song, I would be wrong if I didn't give you the opportunity to come just make a profession of faith, not in a microphone, not in front of a TV, but you by yourself on your knees at the altar before God, crying out to God, I need you. I can't do this myself. I'm harboring, I have unforgiveness in my heart toward my family, toward my friend. I can't get past it. I've got this addiction. It's just got its claws in me and I just can't get past it. Come lay it down. Come confess it with your mouth so that God can hear you. (laughs) Not that he can't. Yeah. But if we confess our sin, he is faithful and he is just and will forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. As we're praying, I just feel like we need to be of one heart and one mind as we're praying today because this thing about flesh, we're all dealing with it. We're all dealing with it. Our own fleshly desires. It's a battle. And everyone as a believer fights that same battle. Let's pray together. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I need you. Let's confess that today. I need you. I need you, God. I can't do this myself. Say that. I can't do this myself. Cover me in your blood. Cover me in your blood. Give me victory. Through the blood of Jesus. What I can't do, you do. I make myself a slave to you. Say that. I make myself a slave to you. Help me to obey you. In Jesus' name. Amen. I just want to tell you guys, I'm proud. To, to stand alongside of you. I'm proud to be a friend. I'm proud to be able to be honest before you. And I invite that from you as well. I pray that God gives you victory with the battles that you're fighting. Look to Him. Fix Your eyes. Listen to what the Bible says. So let us fix our eyes on the author and the perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame. 
fix your eyes on Jesus.